Nano, how did we all do? Nano has finally come to an end. How did your noveling journey go? Welcome to Rolls Writing Room. What's up guys, I'm Marissa and my fun fact is that my diet mostly consists of potatoes, cheese, and meat. Delicious. Hello there, I'm Abby and I was scared of the word carbon in fourth grade. I still can't tell if that's a joke or not. It is not a joke, I was okay. scared. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, it's Liberty and my fun fact is part of me hates Christmas because it outshines Thanksgiving. We still need that turkey. He's yes, good. I hate when people like decorate for Christmas like in the beginning of November. I know, wait, why? Stop. Mm-hmm. Wait, after Thanksgiving. Exactly. Please. But I do like Christmas music. Yes. That's something I will tolerate. <laughs> so, it's the last day of Nano. It, I mean, Nano will be over when you guys see this, but it's the last day of Nano for us. It is. Yay. How we doing? I'm good. Pretty I only good. have 2,000 words to write today. Okay. Abby? Pretty good. What's pretty good? I, I kind of finished yesterday. Yay! Rolos finished too. It's okay. It's okay. I'm mad at you, Rolo. No, you're still beating him, Liberty. I, yeah, uh, immensely. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. I am three thousand three hundred and thirty-three words away, which is exactly where I should be right now. Yes. Woo! Oh, Liberty. Yay. Yay. But we do have a game tonight. Oh. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, basketball cheer game. Uh-huh. Come on. Vikings beat Warriors. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Their mascot is kind of fishy, though. Not going to lie. Like Ontario Warriors. Their mascot, a little fishy. I mean, if the... Guardians used to be Indians had to get rid of their mascot. Uh-huh. How is Ontario? Ontario's goes into more detail. I don't get it. But they have a pool, though. That's pretty cool. They do have a pool. <laughs> and in their middle school. So, like, were there any challenges you encountered while writing your novel? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to write this. I don't want to do this again. Even if I wanted to do 50,000 words next year, I wouldn't. That's just my choice. Mm-mm. But I have five different stories going on. Five different whole plot lines because I got so five. bored. Mm-hmm. I got so bored that I had to switch in order to keep on writing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, uh, it, it, it's not cheating. It's <laughs> He's stressed out. I'm all stressed out too. Every time I had to add another story, I got upset with myself. But it's like fine. It's working. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like I think it was like the fourth day of Nano, and we had a field trip, and we couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't write at all that day. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I wrote like a hundred words. So I was really, really behind. So then I gave myself like three days to catch back up, and I did. Woo. I was very proud of myself. So that was hard. Abby? Uh, I think it was like on several of the Fridays, we were just like not in school and we didn't have time to type. 
So I got behind on those days, and also I decided to start, like, a new story partway through. Yeah, yeah, see, it's like, if you need to keep going, just keep going. (laughs) But I would say if people didn't drop out before Thanksgiving, they did during Thanksgiving break. Mm Mm-hmm. But I kept I, up. I caught up during Thanksgiving break. I went, I was 6,000 words behind, but during Thanksgiving break, it was 5,000 words, 3,000 words, 5,000 words, 6,000 words, 3,000, and like 600 words. And then, yeah. Yay. But yes, I caught up. Yeah. I know I was saying like I didn't want to write on Thanksgiving, but guess what? I wrote... 1,667 words on Thanksgiving. I wrote 3,000 on Thanksgiving. Good job. I only wrote like 500 in Thanksgiving Day. Like Thanksgiving break was just like a stretch of not quite good for me. But fortunately, by like Tuesday, I was just like 300 words off from being on track again. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. So how are we doing on our stories? Stories for me. <laughs> my story? <laughs> yes. I'm doing good. Oh my god, you actually kept yours. So I did proud. keep mine the entire time. Yeah, that's something to be proud of. I did not. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. If I was doing 60,000 words, then that could have been my whole story, but it was not. <laughs> Abby, how'd you do? Like, I'm almost finished. Like, today I want to type up, like, the final chapter in the epilogue. It's like, that's where I am right now, and I'm happy. I'm guessing mine's going to end with a to be continued. (laughs) Speech. Oh, it's TBD. To be, that's... TBC. No. To to be be decided. decided. Oh, that's... To be determined. To be decided, whatever. Yeah, I said TBH, which is to be honest. (laughs) Text... Text chains got me <laughs> to be age, but it's easier. I am working on a story idea that I had way yonder back in like June after my whole ugh, the land of the nine got deleted. I was so sad, so I just started to do another story, and it was called wait, girl, what's it called? <laughs> I think it's oh, it's called the land that we owe. It's a love story. It's so cute. Um, It's about Octavia and uh, Sydney. Sydney's a boy. I love unisex names. I love them so very much that I name most of my characters them. (laughs) Um, Besides Alex. Sorry to any of the Alexes and Alexises out there. (laughs) I will not name a character Alex. Oh, actually, you should leave that part out. We have a few Alexes, and Alexes are really common. We have an Alexis, too. Anyways, uh, Sydney is a little sewer boy. He's so cute. For Princess Octavia, and he has, like, a huge crush on Octavia. Like, big boy crush. Like, massive crush. (laughs) Yeah, it's so cute. I love Sydney. And then Octavia's like, ah, yeah, Sydney's nice. I like him. He's nice. But I have to marry someone else. <laughs> so that's not going to work out. But I hope he's kind of like Sydney. Uh, <laughs> but yes. What? It's fun. I don't know how they're going to get together. I don't have any ideas for it. Either she's going to murder the boy she marries or they're going to run away together. That's the only two ideas that I have right now. You could do both. I, fair point. But like, I want, I want 
Sydney to be royalty eventually. Eventually. Because I feel bad for him. But maybe he shouldn't. And maybe Octavia. But I feel bad because I like Sydney a lot. <laughs> I really like Sydney. Sydney was my. Okay, I love Sydney. He's so nice and sweet and <laughs> adorable. Love him. Who's the guy she's arranged to marry that yeah. is not Sydney? Oh, she's a. Yeah, she's married. Uh, right now, Winston. He's such a turd. I hate Winston. Winston. Isn't that your dog's name? Yeah. And the name of the guy from 1984. Yeah. Yes. But, like, I named Winston after my dog. But my dog's kind of like a prissy priss. He's prissy. And he kind of, like, trots around. And he's also kind of stupid at the same time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's Winston. He's really stupid. And, well, he's not stupid. He's arrogant. Mm-hmm. But he's really annoying. I don't like him at all. And then Octavia's parents, the king and queen, obviously. Mm -hmm. She has 11 siblings. But anyways, back to the point. (laughs) This is bad. I can't believe I wrote this. And then I have to say it out loud and own up to it. Um, (laughs) Abused her. (laughs) But it's a long story. Okay. So before Sydney was uh, Octavia Sower, it was originally his mother. But his mother died from illness at age 10. And then his dad went totally off the radar and said, peace out, bye. So he left Sydney. So Sydney had to work at the age of 10 for Octavia so he could make a living, right? And Octavia kind of blamed herself for everything because as she saw his mother get sick, she kind of backed away. Um, so then she started to, oh God, I can't believe I wrote her character like this. She should be more messed up than she is. <laughs> no, <laughs> based on what I did to her, <laughs> so bad. Um, so she self-harmed herself. Uh, oh. Trigger warning, I guess. I should have said that earlier. But <laughs> so then her parents found out. So then they started to abuse her and said, we're just finishing what you already started. Yeah. Uh-huh. Until finally, Octavia's older brother, eldest, he's the oldest boy. So he's next in line. Daniel. Love Daniel. He's awesome. He's my guy. But they have an 18-year age gap. It's weird. Uh, he's more like an uncle who's around. <laughs> but he busts down that door and he's like, what are you doing to my sister? And he said, I won't tell anyone unless you stop. So they stopped, obviously. Mm-hmm. Still a problem. Because um, Octavia, when she turns 16, she's allowed to get married. And after she gets married, Daniel becomes king. Daniel? Or? Daniel. Yes, he's the oldest son. I thought you Mm. said the L something or other was. Eldest? Yeah. Daniel. Oh. (laughs) So Daniel, well, oldest... And but um, his parents still kind of control them, but he can blackmail them at any time because he knows that secret. And only Daniel knows that secret. Everyone else does it. So it's also a problem that uh, Octavia has to marry a boy, but she has all these marks on her and she has to go. Oh, oh, um, it's nothing. (laughs) It's It's nothing nothing at all. But yes, that's where we're leading. (laughs) I think I needed popcorn with that. Like that. That was probably the best summary I've ever done. (laughs) But yes, I do love the characters and I really do appreciate this story more than I thought I ever would. 
Yay! Okay, <laughs> how about next we read some of our stories? 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 <laughs> See y'all later. Life has gotten so boring recently. But hey, Christmas is coming up. Wait, crap! I don't have a Santa! Okay, we're back in business. I'm Lazy Larry, and I'm here to bring to you Jerry the Homeless Man. Ever heard of character actress Margot Martindale? This is your shot to have your very own. His natural white locked beard suits perfectly with his beautiful lazy eye. Only $99 an hour. Rent Jerry today. Welcome back. We're going to start with segment two, and we're going to be reading more of our stories. Yay! Okay, who wants to go first? Abby? I guess I'll go. Put that weapon down, young lady, Queen cool. Isabel snapped. Are you even allowed to have that here? First of all, you, of all people, lecturing me about rules? Hilarious. Second, all those who moderate the battlefield are allowed to have a weapon on them in case chaos breaks out. Raven held the blade out in front of Queen Isabel's face. My grandfather owned this one long ago. He used it to amputate his foot. Disgusting, said Mortimer. <sighs> yes, I know, Raven said, sounding almost bored. He was so thankful of what the sword had done for him, he gave it a name. Say hello to Linny the Short Sword. But why Linny? Briar asked. Oh, that's a cute name. Was there anybody he respected with that name, or what? No, I don't really think so. He just thought that Lenny would be a cool name for a weapon to have. The end. That's it. It's so cute. Lenny the sword. Oh, that's adorable. I love that. Do you want to go, Marissa? Me? I mean, okay. I can go if you don't want to. But Okay, so I'm going to give like the background of what happens before it because it's like a page and a half long and I don't want to read that. So basically, cool. she's reliving <laughs> a memory of Tracy, which she died. And oh. she's like in the middle of grief or whatever and she's like reliving a memory of when she first met so then this is what happens after that i think one of the hardest things to write is grief so hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah okay so i talked about the memory and then this happens i don't even realize the tears falling out of my eyes i let them come i don't even think about it i walk and cry and keep reliving other memories of her more tears walking another memory neither jace nor miles asks why they just keep walking that's when we see it Dun, dun, dun. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's wow. That's all I've got the right suspense. now. That's what I'm giving you right now. Okay. So this is meeting Prince Winston because I like this. Okay. He has a thick accent that sounds Norwegian. I don't mind it. It's nice to be in your presence, Prince Winston. I curtsy. Rise. His voice is a little icy and cold, like what he says is fake. Neverwinter is a very big and well-known kingdom. So is ours, but I never think of it that way. He looks me up and down and licks his warm lips. I shiver. That dress is beautiful. Who is your seamstress? I laugh. Thank you, but he is a sewer. His name is Sydney, and he is very kind. Would you... You would like him. Winston laughs. <laughs> Your seamstress is a man. I do a slight frown, but recover quickly. Sewer. Winston goes quiet for a moment. My father nudges me. Yeah, I know. Sydney's a soft spot of mine, and I can't stand it when people make fun of him. I smile. You look handsome. I like the blue. It matches your beautiful eyes. He smiles. You have blue eyes, too, but I want our children to have my hair. I'm not a fan of brown hair. And that's strike two. Bringing up our children should be at like 100 strikes. We just met. 
Yeah, no, maybe this won't work. I just keep a smile plastered on my face. He coughs. Do you want to play a game of chess? I'm the best in my kingdom. I am the master of the... I am the master of woodwind instruments. Do you know how to play anything? Bingo. Great at chess, too, I smile. I would love to play chess with you. I think you're going to win. I will humor you. And yes, I know how to play the violin and the piano. I'm the best in my kingdom, and I think I will win. Part of me knows I should lose on purpose, but he is oh, pissing me off. Okay, <laughs> he pulls out a chair for me, and I sit and scoot in. He has placed me as white. I don't like making the first moves. I know the first moves are basic and a lot of people don't think they mean much, but to me, every move counts and I prefer to combat other people's moves. Makes them squirm with anger until they mess up. Winston sits down and sighs. I gave you white as an advantage. No, thanks. Oh, is that so? You can have white. I prefer black anywho. He looks at me and his lips curl up. You're unique. I've been told that before. Yay! Hey. Winston's a total turd. <laughs> I hate him. Does Norway <laughs> exist in like where where Norwegian? I don't know. It's just Russian. I don't know. I don't really know what's going on. Okay. The thing is, no country exists in my book, so we don't really know. We're just kind of like guessing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can spend the time trying to find another part we can read. I have another part. Oh, I'm pretty sure do? Vatican City exists in my world. Vatican City. Yeah, we have a pope. Because we have a Catholic church, oh, because okay. we have bishops. Uh, so like, yes. yes. Okay. Me? Yeah. Me? Okay. So, I left you all at a cliffhanger. This is the pickup to the cliffhanger. <laughs> but not really. It's okay. What is that? I say around tears. I have no idea, Jace replies. Miles just stares wide-eyed, mouth open. We walk closer. It looks like a force field, Miles says. What's that? Jace asks. It's kind of like a wall, but it's super thin and you can see through it. We learned about it in basic training, he explains. So we can go through it? No, if it's a force field. If it's not, then we should be fine, he says. And if it's a force field, Jace asks, then we'll probably either be thrown away about 10 feet or incinerated on the spot. It just depends on what kind of force field it is, he says casually. How can you tell the difference? I ask, startledly. Startled. Unfortunately, you can't, he says, scared. What are we going to do? Jace asks. I shake my head. Miles shrugs his shoulders. We walk even closer, and I can see the sky shimmering behind it. It looks like it's underwater. It puts me under chance. I want to touch it. It calls my name. My hand slowly reach out, reaches out. I barely hear Miles yell. Ebony, don't! He says, but it sounds in slow motion and muffled. My hand is so close I can feel the energy radi- radiating off of it. Uh-oh. My hand reaches it, and I don't feel anything. The world goes black. Oh, that's a lot of... Damn it. <laughs> Flex tape can't fix that. <laughs> do you want to go, Abby, or do you want me to go? I don't care which. I can go. Okay. Well, if that's the case, I'll make sure it won't be easy for you. Raven raised her short sword and made eye contact with Queen Isabel. Me too, Briar piped in. I'm not going to let you leave until I get at least one good strike at you, you foul brute. Despite his injured arm and generally disheveled appearance, Mordor still managed to look intimidating as he raised his rapier with his good hand. I'll fight you too, because that's what would make Mother proud of me, Travis exclaimed. I love Travis. <laughs> I love Travis. I will be standing right here and letting you guys take care of her, King Lyle said blandly. But rest assured, I will be glaring at you in an unfriendly manner, Queen Isabel. Oh. The little group of people pointed their various weapons at Queen Isabel, except King Lyle. He just looked grumpy. <laughs> I think 
I'm okay. Yeah, I'm trying to like. You're stolen queen, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to like remember the characters. Okay, mine's a long one again, and that's I have okay. pictures. That and I I'm gonna you. have to like <gasps> pictures. I, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, like, I'm going to have to replace yeah, some. Yeah, but they're like on two different documents, so uh, I'm gonna have to pee. Okay, we'll let her. Yeah, I'm gonna PG. Have to, I'm gonna have to pee some of my stuff here. <laughs> I cuss a lot in my book. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There's like there's a couple. Um, okay, here we go. You've been getting the money, right? Oh, right. I should probably explain. So his dad didn't totally go peace out. He kind of did. He got, he went into alcohol. He became an alcoholic and he mm-hmm. got fired. So he lives down in the village while he lives in the kingdom. And he doesn't like, his, Sydney's dad doesn't like being around Sydney because he looks too much like his mom. Mm-hmm. So there we go. <laughs> You've been getting the money, right? Yeah, and it's it's the right amount. I count every time. So annoying. He's been wasting money. What do you spend all that money on? He sighs. Food. Clothes. I don't let him finish. Beer. Cigarettes. Dad, you don't look so good. Have you been eating and sleeping? You should try walking around the square. I see people do it all the time. And maybe you should try to trim your beard. You're looking a real lo- rough. My dad slams his fist against the table. Dang it, Sydney, stop. Look, I'm trying. I really am. It may not seem like it, but I am. Now I'm angry. He's trying. I work day in and day out to make a living and support my father. I stand up. You don't get to say you're trying. I'm trying, Dad. If you were trying, you would get a job. Tell me how you're trying. Tell me how you work day and night to make a living for a father who left you. Tell me how your son found you here looking... Oh. Okay. (laughs) Looking like crap because you waste his money. Tell me how your son feels like crap when you make yourself feel like crap. I said that word a lot. (laughs) I work hard. That's why I feel tired all the time. That's why my knuckles hurt. That's why I'm hungry. Tell me. Please tell me how you're trying. I can feel tears swelling in my eyes. I hate him right now. I know I'm putting all my anger on him. All the anger I feel towards the queen and my relentless work. He just stares at me. Then he opens his mouth but closes it. It's all his fault and no one can tell me otherwise. He finally sighs. You're right, Sydney. You are. Why do you look so much like her? Why do you act so much like her? I can barely look at you anymore. Anger and rage. Stop telling me that. I groan. Stop trying to push me away because I look and act like mom. She was mine, Sydney. I knew her longer. You don't get to say that. That's not fair. Oh, grow up, Sydney. How naive do you have to be to think life is even fair? Don't tell me to grow up. I know what growing up looks like. I had to grow up at the age of 10. You left me too. Leave, Sydney. Go. His voice is harsh and tears are streaming down his face. It's not fair. I know that life isn't fair, but why why couldn't it be fair one time? I grab my bag and leave the door. I turn out. By the way, mom would have been disappointed in you, and you know it. I walk and slam the door. We got a little heated argument right there. That was my writing on the bus yesterday. (laughs) You can't hear the lockers in the background. They are here. (laughs) People are here. So, like, is there any plot point in your novels that you liked a lot? A what? Plot point. Oh, can I explain what happens after the she goes dark? Or her world goes dark or whatever. Go for it. Okay. So basically what happens is when you touch the force field, you wake up from the simulation they were in. Huh? What? (laughs) Sorry, what? Basically their entire world was a simulation. That's a... And when her world goes dark, she's waking up. 
How about- and she wakes up in a lab where a bunch of people are laying there and they're all like. How about the one boy? The one boy. Jace or Miles? The one who told her not to touch it. Miles? I guess. Yeah, he's the <laughs> next one to touch it because she disappears. Oh. Okay. Because, like, she touches it and she basically just disappears into thin air because okay. that's her waking up. So okay. then he touches it because he's like, what was that? And then he wakes that up. That was possession. Sorry. <laughs> and then the other boy, Jace, he's just standing there alone. So he touches it and then they're all awake. Oh my god, like wow. Okay. They're like lemmings. Yes, that is my complete storyline pretty much. So Thank you guys. Nano is officially over, but the podcast isn't. <laughs> Come back next week for whatever we talk about. Yay! Yay! Probably <laughs> editing, right? Oh what yeah. We're talking about? Uh, okay. <laughs> Yay! I love editing! <laughs> we'll see you next time on Rollo's Writing Room. Bye. Bye. Samantha, what did you do? I'm Samantha S. Shilly, and I broke my mom's Chinese vase. I'm here to bring to you a roll of duct tape and an idea. Samantha, this doesn't even look similar. Welcome back to Sage Wisdom with your host, Sage. I have new fake glasses, no longer one month clean, that remind me of a serial killer from the late 80s. Just the look I'm going for. <laughs> Today, we'll be talking to Abby. How are you doing, Abby? I'm doing good. That is great. The day we're recording this on is December 2nd, and I wrote this script on December 1st. So let's act like it's the day directly after the end of NaNo, all right? So given that, how did you feel NaNo went? I think it had a really good start and a really good ending, but during like Thanksgiving break, I had a very hard struggle of writing at home. Oh yeah, same. I like got so far behind. That's why I did not reach my goal because I was focusing on so many other things and Nana was bad. What advice would you give to someone who is doing Nana for the first time next year? What I did that helped me a lot was I had a goal set for myself. Like I would do a thousand words and then I'd verse reward myself with either mm. like watching an episode or something because I was behind 6,000 words and I got caught up. Yeah, you won, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Impressive. Um, I don't know if I have any valid advice. I mean, what I've heard from everyone is just set a schedule, set, make a routine. I'm, I'm bad at that. I think you really have to like set a good mind for yourself because if the you mindset, have, yeah. yeah, like if you procrastinate, then it's just going to get worse and worse. Yeah, it's a snowball effect with Nano, but it's snowball is words sound like an author but your mind is a square and your square is the garbage kit like it's just it's a stretch if i asked sophia this last if you talked to you back in october september or when you first heard about nano what would you tell them um i wish i came up with more ideas and i would told them to not be as excited as i was (laughs) Sorry, I had to turn down the light. It was, like, actually hurting my eyes. Because I was, like, really excited, thinking it was going to be super easy. And my sister was like, no, it's not that easy. And I just oh. didn't believe myself. Did, did your sister do NaNoWriMo? Yeah. What did she tell you about it? She did not like it. <laughs> but she's not really a writer. She's more of a reader. Mm, I get that. I've, like, always just been into writing. Would you consider yourself a writer, like, before this or after yeah, this? Yeah, I've always liked writing assignments because 
this is like my first year of being in advanced language arts mm. and in the other classes we were writing a bunch and I would always get like the best grade or shown as the example. In my class last year I really didn't like it because there was like one creative writing assignment and we've talked about that plenty on the podcast because it was the only creative writing assignment we did and so I love I love Nano because it was just free reign apart from the 50,000 word goal. I think my problem with Nano was just the fact that I had a word to get to and a mm. time of amount to do that. Yeah, it was kind of the like overlooking shadow of <gasps> I, got, I got to like about like 30,000 words. I had multiple times where I could have just stopped my book right there, but I wasn't at yeah. where I was supposed to be. I hate when like I've built up to a perfect ending and I'm like I'm going to get <laughs> Yeah. I actually, I was impatient, and so I think, like, halfway through my Google Doc, I have it written twice. Hold on, I gotta scroll to it. It's, okay, I basically wrote, like, another unrelated, but part of the story that I'm gonna write now. I wrote that for an unrelated, but part of the story, and, okay, here it is. Ending that I'm writing in advance because I have a good idea, because... I am so impatient, and I think that was a really smart idea for me, because I started a Google Doc. I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. You can. You're allowed to interrupt me (laughs) and talk too much. But I started a Google Doc that was basically like, here's the ideas that I randomly came up with, and it actually helped me. But certain parts I just didn't put in. Yeah, I had the same thing. Like I, I thought I was gonna go into full detail so I could get the fifty thousand words that way. So, like, I had everything, like, they looked like and stuff like that. And then I just didn't really mention it much, which I wish I mentioned more. What was your, actually, like, what was your book about? I mean. So, my book was about a girl named Amina. Her, Amina. It's yeah. a unique name. Her brother got murdered. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jump. And she was, like, really upset about it. And for, like, the next two weeks, more and more people were getting murdered. Oh. And the cops were basically doing nothing about it. So, she was, like. I'm going to have to solve this by myself. So she started a plan, and then she realized she couldn't do it by herself. So she got uh, her brother's best friend to help her with it. Okay. That's that's cool. Did you get a, like... Also, where did you come up with the name for? Um, I just looked up random names, honestly. Wow. That just... That sounds like... What does Amina mean? Oh, yeah. Amina means, like, kind or something. It's that... What if it meant, like, evil? It means yeah. truth. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay, that's... Perseus means destruction, which I thought kind of fit. That is a cool... My main character's name is Isaiah, and I don't know what Isaiah means. I just thought the name was cool, honestly. Okay, so, in the last episode, which I've mentioned a lot, solid episode, halfway through Nano, Sophia reviewed it like it was on Amazon. And so, I would like you to do the same, but coming from someone who completely finished Nano from the end of the month. So like my review on Nana? Yeah, just your just your review. Like out of 5 stars, I would give it a 4 cuz mm. it it really let me be like creative and everything, but it was also like res- restrictive, I felt like. Yeah, I I get that. But coming into Nano, I had written I hadn't written a story that was more than like 5 pages. So it was oh. Yeah. <laughs> um and I thought these, like, assignments that Rolo gave us at first were, <laughs> were hard because, I don't know, I just, ha- I've never had to write that much. I've only had to write, like, half a page. Yeah, it was, I mean, I liked, I love creative writing so much because I am somebody, like, I will always find a way to take a creative spin on something. Like, when we had to write about how to make a PB&J, I made the most 
what is happening intro. From memory, if you can think about it, what is your favorite line from the book? Talk to the mic. Okay, um, this is my last line. Oh, okay. So my book was, the title was Unwanted Witness. And okay. Am I allowed to spoil my book? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so basically, by the end, Perseus, we find out, is the killer. and just Which is the best friend? Yeah. Okay. So, like, oh, okay. Um, and he killed him because her brother wouldn't let him date Amina. So basically, all these people that he killed was because they talked to Amina or were mean to her. Oh. Stuff like that. And at the last line, he ends up killing her. Oh. And oh. It, and it says you were just an unwanted witness. That's like, um, I forget, like, when a movie says, the, like, the title of the movie, and everybody's like, they said the name of the thing! That's kind of what that is, but you use it within context. So, like, um, there's this one book that I read in, like, third grade, and it was called Took. And Took isn't a word. They made a really big deal about them saying Took. And so, every time they said Took, I was like, <gasps> the fourth wall breaking? What? It made me think of the book that we read in this class. I don't remember what it was called. What book was it? Oh, Wild Bird? Yeah. They said, like, Wild Bird once. And I, I remember, like, the energy of the classroom was like, hey, they yeah. said the thing. <laughs> if I was a huge publisher, I don't know any big publishing houses or whatever, and you had to, like, store, not storyboard, but, like, PowerPoint presentation, kind of, get me to sell your book, how would you do it? I would probably show them the, like, thriller in it with the detail of the killing scenes. Um, You're able to scroll through your story now if you want to read okay. out certain parts. I had a baby bell cheese. My friend gave it to me, and I forgot. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was in my pocket. This is unrelated while you pull that up. So I would probably, I have a part in my book, I don't know if I can find it right now, where basically she feels like it was all her fault for everything. So she like cut herself and stuff. Ooh, and yeah. Rough. So when it first started, it was, she had the body parts in his basement. Whoa. And had like. Um, so like the police actually did nothing. Like didn't even, if I can ask, like what, what did she do when she found him dead? Like, did she call the police? Well, so the police did find her brother dead. They just said he was dead and that was it, really. What? So, like, every time there was a crime scene, she would show up, take pieces, and by the end, when it was in the basement, the brother's head was there <gasps> with beside pictures of Amina. Whoa. And, like, all the knives and stuff he used was there. So, oh, I think I would probably show the reaction of that. And also, he ended up going to jail. Yeah, I'd assume. And then Amina made a plan to get him out, but when he went but when she went to execute the plan, he was already gone. What? Wait, okay. <laughs> I I'm put I'm piecing this together. I I have the red string. So, sister wanted to get best friend out even though he cuz she felt like it was all her fault and that she oh. messed up his life. Bro, what? I think in like the second episode we touched on grief. So, how did you put her grieving process into the book because losing your brother is going to be heavy. So I had it first as like sadness obviously where she cried. Yeah. Their parents went away on a trip and she ended up getting mad stuff like that. Oh, she took I was, it out on I herself. Don't, I don't know why but I was like I didn't even consider the parents wouldn't be on this. Yeah, like the parents 
They weren't really involved in the book. I had them mentioned a few times, mm. but they're just... Eh. They're, their presence is known, but it's not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> That's the main thing. So you said that was how you would pitch it to me? Yeah. If you had to summarize, which you kind of already did. Yeah. But professionally. Like, we talked about this earlier. It was... It has to be, like, at one sentence, your log line. What is that log line? You were just an unwanted witness. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that is actually a, a pretty... That's a strong sentence. I mean, what did she witness? Sorry, I'm so invested in this book. So, it's crazy. Well, <laughs> do you want me to read you the line before it? Yes, for context, so, I guess. Eventually, he has made a full cut and gash on my neck. I fall over, and the last thing I see is Perseus. He comes close to me and whispers, you were just an unwanted witness. Bro, that's like a punch in the gut. Oh my goodness. That's actually, that is so sick. What? I think I, personally, I've always been like a thriller horror fan. I, what is your favorite genre? A book. A book? I really, I really love romance books. I've never tried a thriller book, but like they seem fun. What? And you literally just like wrote one. You just like wrote a whole thriller and you've never even read it. That is so impressive. Hello? What? I didn't, weren't you reading that one? It's like, love is in the hypothesis. <laughs> that was, I did not read okay, that. Okay, I, I th- no, that was Liberty. Liberty read that. But your book sounds so cool, and I don't know, that's it's a really cool idea. But I'm going to have to cut this off from now. Thank you for joining me, Abby. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Rollo's Writing Room is a production of the 8th grade advanced English class at River Valley in beautiful Caledonia, Ohio. Starring Abby, Marissa, Liberty, and Sage. With special guest Abby, Jingle by Haven, music by Keith Whitty, and artwork by Sage. We would also like to thank our lovely teacher Rolo and the staff at River Valley for making this possible. Special thanks to our dads for bringing us early every morning to record. See you next time.